0: Man, visualizing, uh we're actually seeing Trey Lance's practice clips, man. I had to put the looks on this morning. I was like, hold on, Trey Lance, you out here tripping, tripping. We're going to get into that and why it's not important, but it is important, kind of. I'll explain that. I have a guest on to kind of go through his emotions as far as seeing that, his thoughts on that. Peter King, his comments on Trey Lance, Trey Lance, the future, uh, with the 49ers and some interesting thoughts about the dynamic between Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo as it pertains to how deep the 49ers can go with the second-year quarterback. We're going to get into all that and more right here on San Francisco 49ers Morning Show. Let's go! Intercepted! It is picked off by Aaron
1: Walker Over midfield, he'll run it all the way into the end zone. The Crop Talk TV Podcast.
0: TV podcast Dude. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the San Francisco 49ers Morning Show. I'm your host, former NFL and AFL defensive back, Eric Crocker. And as always, man, I appreciate everybody for tuning in. see the chat going crazy already. Everybody let me know how you doing. Got our little mental health check going. I see the flames already coming in. Five flames if you're feeling great. Anything less than that, we need to talk about it. All right. I see y'all. I see uh, a bunch of flames came in early this morning. Now, this is a new one. I don't know what the, the five flames, and then we got the little black squares behind it. So, maybe that's like, I'm, I'm hot and I'm about to blackout. I, I don't know. All right. So, we got to talk about that one. But I see the flames coming in. Everybody feeling good. Eddie, of course. This Big Money Ed right here. Big Money Ed. He got the flames. He got the money. He got the flames. He got the money. All right. Tanya. I see a lot of my, you know what I'm saying, my my usuals. My usuals. And, that, and that's always good. Good morning to everybody. My guy Marquise. All right. Man, we got, a, we got a special guest coming on with, with me today, one of my homies, all right, big dog in the building. we're going to get into that, but first, what are we talking about today? All right, why do I got the locs on and the beanie, all right, Trey Lance, and a, uh, oh my God, almost said his name, <laughs> he's going to help us break it down, but like y'all, you know what I'm saying, I woke up this morning, some of y'all, right, you know, I'm I'm central time zone, so I woke up, and you know, first thing you roll over. You should, first thing you do, is like, brush your teeth or something. But the first thing I do is roll over, grab my phone. Hmm. Whoa, what the hell is that? Oh, Trey in practice. Oh, okay. That's interesting. That's good. Oh, wow. Okay, whoa. And we're going to get to that. I have those uh, tweets bookmarked. Shout out to my guy, Javi Vega. Javi Vega is the one that tweeted those out. But I, I, listen, and I saw a couple things already. Ooh, I hope I can get back to this. Uh, please, 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 Eric, find it. I should have started when I saw it. Uh, okay. Anyways, I, I I'll try to find it. Oh, here we go. Yeah, design runs there Not. Anyways, I want to get my thoughts on that because it is just practice. And and one of them, it was like, well, he was sacked. You know what I'm saying? Like it, they would have blew that dead. Like it essentially was kind of a sack, right? But why am I excited about it? I might have a different approach than most people. All right, we're gonna get into that. We're also gonna get into uh Peter King, his comments on the situation. He was on Matt Mayoko's show, so you know that is one show that I listen to a few podcasts. Definitely the Haberman and Middlecoff podcast. I definitely listen to the Middle Cough three and out podcast. And then I will listen to uh Mayoko's podcast, maybe not as frequent, but you know, he had a great he has great guest on. He has great great insight, all that good stuff. So, uh, I'll get to a lot of, I have, like, notes on it. So, look at that. I can't prepare. What the fuck? What's going on? All right. So, um, let's do it. My guy, Ben. Rocky, you the man. You the man, Ben. Stop playing, man. I got my guy, Jedi, uh, Lewis. I know, I know that's your draft coach. Listen, this, this is what we'll do. We won't be able to do it today because I got to get ready. I fly out to California and then Vegas this weekend. But, next week. We'll just we'll put his film on, and we'll do a film breakdown on somebody that could potentially be a forty nine in his draft. And we'll just it'll be a one evening. We'll just sit. We'll watch it. We'll break down his film and all that good stuff. All right. So that's what we'll do for you with Lewis. I know you brought him up. There have been a few people that have brought him up, but with no further ado, I gotta put the uh, headphones on. You feel me? When it, 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 it's something good, you know you had had to throw the had to throw the looks on. But uh, welcome. My guy Jason Aponte. Good Croc. morning. How you doing?
2: Good morning, Croc. We uh we gonna have a civil discussion, or we gonna be out of pocket like you've been the last few days on Twitter? Have I?
0: <laughs> 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 Listen, it, it's it, I think this is off season mode. I think that's yeah, what it
2: is for sure. I mean, this it felt a little bit more like in person crocky, but like now it's like getting over now to Twitter, and it's like, hey man, like what did I do? I'm catching screens. Yeah. I'm just so- I'm just trying to watch Euphoria. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Listen, I think, um, you know, you sometimes you see people tweet out and they're like, oh, this person isn't like this in, in person or, oh, are you the same person on social media as you are in person? And for me, yes and no. No. Y- yes, because I mean, I'm, I'm always going to be goofy. I, you know, I talk shit, stuff like that. But it's it's definitely toned down on social media a little bit. As much fun as I like to have with people. And sometimes I'll turn up and I'll post little things, you niggas in trouble video, you know, just <laughs> stuff like that, right? Like I still have fun and like that's me, but like in person, it's it's probably like it's like kind of double that. So uh, I am the, the same person, up. you know, I am pretty chill, but I am the same person in person as I am uh on social media. Um and I don't know if a lot of people can really say that. There's some a big big catchy straight up.
2: Catch it strays because all I'm trying to do is just watch Euphoria, man. It's wild, bro. I don't even, I'm trying to catch So up Did you get everything.
0: the episode too? Because I think the I did. Fine.
2: I finally, yeah, I finally did, man. Thank you for the heads up, man. I was like looking away, man. What the you hell looked, happened?
0: You looked, didn't you? you I looked. did
2: not look. Get out of here, man. Are we talking football or are we talking about that crazy ass show, which has got me in a headlock right now because of all the nonsense in it, man? What the hell?
0: Hey, so so what Jason's talking about, man? He started watching your four. I just started watching the two over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to my guy Malik, my guy Malik Matthews. Him and his wife we were, we were watching. They already watched it all the way through, but I'm, I'm the one that had to catch up. Anyways, there's this scene in like episode two, mm-hmm. where one of the, one of the main characters he has this weird thing dynamic with his dad. I don't want to give too much away. Yeah, don't Anyways, give it away. There's yeah. a scene. Yeah, there's a scene where. He's he's like in the locker room. He plays football, and he just got all his teammates just running around with wee wee's. You know what I'm saying? They got the they got the little dinglings uh, flapping around and all that. And he talked about how he just tried to look straight, and sometimes he accidentally looks. And oh, no, was funny. But anyways, there's penises everywhere. It's not like you you can like you can't miss it. All right, you have so to Jason,
2: look away. You gotta look away from the screen completely. Yeah, you gotta look you. away from the
0: screen because there's dicks everywhere. All right, so Jason. Is uh, so he's he puts out that he's watching, he's like, he's he's kind of really kind of blown away. And I'm like, you looked at the dicks, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> yo, I
2: can't, yo, bro. I looked at my phone and I was like, hey, bro, I'm like, what's he doing, man? Like, why are you saying that? <laughs> <laughs> So right. no, I, I don't yeah. know
0: what Peacemaker is. Do you know what Peacemaker is?
2: Yeah, I do. Peacemaker is actually really dope, but that's uh that's a comic book show. Um, it's from the new Suicide Squad movie. It's John Cena's character got his own show now HBO Max. It's it's wild, violent though, like and, and really funny. So yeah, Peacemaker is good, but Euphoria is different, man. That show wild, and I'm only two episodes in. Yeah.
0: yeah. So uh, John Cena, I just watched. Uh, what Was I on the flight watching on the they have on Southwest they got the you know they got the free movies, and they have. Fast and the Furious. John Cena's in it.
2: Yeah, and he's the villain.
0: I've always thought that John Cena was like this six-five guy, like The Rock. I'm like, why is everybody eye level with him? Like Vin Diesel? Do they just make him smaller? So then I Google his height, and I'm like, damn, he's only six-one. Like I'm six, you know. But you know, when you think of wrestlers, you think of like The Rock, six-five, like they be hella big. But uh, that was one thing interesting. But anyways, we came on here to talk Trey Lance, all right, and and what we saw from the practice clips that really kind of had. Everybody on social media, you know, excited about some things. And I'm going to talk about why. All right. So first, let me go to my bookmarks. And here's the thing. Practice is practice. But one thing that I know I've said a lot about Trey Lance and a lot of other people as well. Shout out to my guy, Javi. These these, uh, clips will be coming straight from Javi's Twitter account. All right. Set the uh, internet
2: on fire uh, last night. Yeah, he
0: said the snowfall coming out. Yes, can't wait for snowfall. That's that's literally my favorite show. All right, but um, shout out to Javi. He said set, set 49ers Twitter on fire, and it was just I'm I'm looking at this clip, and yes, it's practice, right? How how much can you take from practice? But my thing with Trey Lance has always been at times I see someone that just has not thrown a lot of practice, uh uh passes, and the more comfortable he gets just throwing the football in games live reps, practice, whatever, the more comfortable he gets thrown the football, the more you're going to see that, like, elite talent start to come through because that's what he is. He, he has elite talent. That's why you trade up to number three to get him elite talent. All right? This is not, uh uh you know, you want him to be able to, if need be, go toe-to-toe with anybody, right? That's what you strive to get. So I know a lot of people are like uh Patrick Mahomes he'll never be that he'll never be this first of all you didn't know Patrick Mahomes was Patrick would be Patrick Mahomes before he turned into Patrick Mahomes right or Josh Allen you know what i'm saying so you never know but you strive to kind of get that upside and that's why you take guys in the top 10 the top 10 typically is for really special talented guys it's very rare you take kind of the safer guy in the top 10 all right and i see uh I see. I got a super chat. I'm. A, I'm gonna hold off on that. All right. But it's very rare. It's very rare that you take a guy that doesn't have immense elite upside in the top ten. That's what you're striving to get. And when you watch Trey Lance, you see the, ups- you see the ability. You see the talent. But I think for him, it's how comfortable can he get throwing the football because he's had so many just limited reps, just very limited reps. I was listening to the Peter King, uh, you know, on Michael's podcast, and Peter King talked about how, like, dude, he's only started 18 games since high school. 18. Well, actually, at 19. Excuse me. He started 19 games since high school. All right? Like, that, you're not throwing a whole lot of passes in 19. So the more comfortable he gets as a passer, somebody that's still growing, you should start to see some him do some special things or things that typically – other guys might not really be doing. So here's the, here's the, I don't know, I'm trying to think of what clip I should go to first. All right, I'll go to this clip first. So let me share my screen. If y'all haven't seen these again, these are all from uh, Javi Javier Vega. Uh, these are all from his Twitter account. So this one, you know, again, I- I'm just looking at, I saw somebody who was like, oh, he's sacked. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just looking at, like, what's he doing? Okay, on the move, to his right. That, that's a good throw, good pass breakup by uh by Fred Warner. But, okay, on the move, making the throw. All right, whatever. This one, I'd say it's a little high and behind. But I don't know if maybe he saw that dude standing there. Who is this? Is this a coach? Maybe he was keeping in the way. I don't know. Terrific catch. Who the hell is number 83? Uh, that's a,
2: that's a it's uh It's the guy who's at – I think he was the one that was posting him on IG that that's actually got them out there. I just don't know old boy's name.
0: Oh, okay. Now here's the one. All right. Now this is this is probably a sack, but just to see him get comfortable throwing the ball. Okay, I'm moving left. I mean, damn. What special? Over the defender. Who's that? Jimmy Ward. Look at that, Jimmy Ward right there. And maybe yeah. this was them saying, you know, like we want him to throw these type of passes more. Like just challenge yourself. <clears throat> Man, he flung that hole in there. He really did. Uh, but for me, it's it's not even so much. Yeah, yeah. That's that's cool. Whatever. It's practice, probably a sack. But my thing is just him getting more and more comfortable as a passer first and foremost. Like that's the big thing when we talk about the development with Trey Lance. Half of it's gonna be what it, does he know? What he's seeing from the defense. Well, I shouldn't say half of it. A big part of it is understanding what the hell Kyle Shanahan wants in his offense, right? Because that's the hardest thing that everybody says. It's hella hard to get on the same page with Kyle Shanahan. He wants to work to do that. But the other big part is one, seeing seeing with knowing what he's getting from the defense, uh that's gonna take some time. But to me, one of the more important things is just his him getting comfortable throwing the ball, <laughs> which sounds crazy for a quarterback, but he has very limited reps. So you know, you hear a lot about, uh, oh man, you know, why don't you hear, why don't you hear about him like like you heard about Mahomes? You don't hear about this, but they're not excited, this and that. But to me, it was, it's just, well, <laughs> we see some plays that you know splashy. There were a couple more too that Javi sent to me via text message, and you could see he's getting more and more comfortable. And I think that at the very least makes people excited. Uh, heading into next season. But what what were some of your thoughts when, you know, just seeing that, but just kind of your overall takeaway?
2: Right. So when you see those clips, right, set against me being in camp and me calling you almost every day and saying, yo, this kid's making plays. I can't believe what I'm seeing, right? We talked almost every single day that I was out there in camp. That's a stark difference from camp. So a lot of people were saying, or, or someone asked me, well, was he doing that at camp? He wasn't doing that at camp. And I was still impressed at camp that's development right there. And that is, that is someone who's getting more comfortable and right. Look, you're right. Maybe it's a behind throw, but those throws are not in someone else's arsenal. He who will not be named anymore because he's not going to be the quarterback anymore for this team. I'm done talking about this man. Um,
0: I'm, I'm sorry, but I'll Mike Mark. He said right. it for you. Yeah, See there you go. Doing that? that's
2: yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like that's not in the arsenal. That's not in the bag. It's not right. But at the same time, I hope that that helps the people who say with their whole chest, well, Trey's not developing in practice. I had no idea you were privy to practice, bro, because the media is not. So where are you getting this from? Where are all of you guys getting this from that you know that Trey's not developing? Well, he's not doing the right things in practice. Oh, bet. You get to go to 49ers practice? That's fire. Matt Mayoko can't. That's wild that you get to do stuff that nobody else knows. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like it's wild yeah. to me that people say things with their whole chest talking about he's not developing he's not ready how do you know how do you know and and look and these in these clips are not in any way like telling of okay the kid's ready like the kid's got to get ready anyway because he's going to be starting next year unless some crazy stuff Oh happens.
0: no so real quick I, I got a question for you and yeah i agree with that part about the clips it, that, it doesn't say anything aside from what we really already know he has immense right. talent right mm-hmm. we know that um what is your interpretation of ready? Because I, I've had this discussion on here. Mm-hmm. I've talked about it. And you hear that a lot, right? You hear from Joe Montana. And I don't want to discredit anything who Joe Montana is or what he's saying or kind of, you know, the whole thing with him is TV Young, whatever the case is. But, oh, he's not ready. And then you hear Ryan Clark. Oh, he's not ready. And then you hear fans. Oh, he's not ready. So, in your opinion, what does not ready mean to you?
2: See, that's the thing, Krop. Cr- I don't know what that means, but I don't throw that around, that not ready thing, right? Like I don't throw that around because I don't know. And the only way he's going to get ready is if he plays. The only way that he's going to get better is if he plays. Everybody should have the same mindset when Trey starts next year is you need to go with the bumps and bruises and you need to go with the ebbs and flows and understand that it's not going to be a a smooth ride the entire time. There are going to be times where you can say, okay, yeah, the kid's a little bit raw, but get him going, right? Like So that's the thing is I don't try to peg people as ready and not ready, especially when I can't quantify what that means. Because there's guys that, you know, you think have sat or have played and you're like, oh, they're ready to go or they had a really good year and they're getting into their second year. So they should be better. It's weird. It's 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 people try to correlate everything that happens in one situation to the other. And I feel like it's not apples to apples, in my opinion. People are like, well, look, Mahomes sat right behind Alex Smith, and then look what he did. I don't think this is apples to apples with that, right? Like, And you shouldn't be putting him on Mahomes' time like that because you're setting yourself up for disappointment. Everybody's journey is going to be different. Everybody's progression is going to be different. So that's why I don't get into this whole, like, who's ready, he's ready, he's not ready. I don't know if the kid's ready. I know that the kid needs to play, though, so we can find out if he's going to be ready. So that's the thing is, like, a lot of people need to temper their expectations and also understand that this man is going to be playing football for the extended period of time that he is this year that coming up for the first time in a long time so like all of those things need to be considered when you're talking about this whole oh is he ready or is he not a lot of quarterback experts that don't really understand what that means themselves that's why i'm going to tell you i don't know what that means but he has to play Croc. that's it he has to play yeah. at this point just get it get it rolling man and i'm not going to sit here and act like I know, ah, the kid's ready, just from a few clips or just from some little gut feeling I have. Like, it's hard to evaluate what ready means because there's guys who have been thrown into the fire who seemed ready, didn't happen. There were guys who were thrown into the fire that didn't want to be like Justin Herbert. And look, and he's ready right away. So it's weird. Like, it's hard to
0: quantify because everybody's different. Right. So the way I kind of interpret, like, you know, ready and what that means, I think in the case of the 49ers, there's two things here all right one i i think what what people are saying when when they throw out not being ready i i think is is he ready to lead a team to a championship because that's the expectations of the 49ers right now so i think from that sense no he's not ready for that but i don't think that it's something that you could just skip over right i I don't think you could just say oh well he's not ready to lead the 49ers to a championship so you need to find somebody who can when you spent three first round picks, use three first round picks on him, right? Because then I think that's what Debo Samuel might be saying or Joe Montana, right? Like he's not ready right now, today, uh February 17th. We're not we're not confident in saying he's ready to lead us to a championship. Now, is he ready to start a game? And I think that's the part, like, yes, <laughs> yes, he's ready to start a game, right? We watched him start against. Uh, Tennessee, the Houston Texans. And I'm not saying it was a perfect game, but for someone who had a quote-unquote up-and-down game for someone, that was the best game from any rookie, at least uh, their second start of any rookie in the NFL, right, this past season. So he shows the ability to be able to start a game and improve throughout a game and get better and all that, uh, improve from start one to start two. I do believe he's ready to start is he ready to lead a team to a championship? I think that's the unknown. I think that's the part where, you know, you're like, well, we got to wait and see, you know, the more he plays. can Do you think that's accurate?
2: Absolutely, 100%. And I think that, again, that's what I talked about with tempering expectations, right? Like, if you're a 49ers fan and you you say, okay, this team made the NFC Championship with Jimmy Garoppolo, it's going to go to the moon when Trey Lance is there. I don't know if you should necessarily set your watch to that expectation right now. There are going to be bumps and bruises, but but the overall successful season, what's a successful season, right? That's another question that we get all the time, right? What a successful season is, is damn the win-loss total, is Trey Lance moving in the right direction to be your guy for the extended time that he's going to be here? And I would gladly, and I know, look, there's going to be an unpopular opinion. You guys are going to kill me. I would gladly take a nine and eight season, but with Trey Lance ascending in the right direction and they miss the playoffs. If, If at the end of the year, we can all look at each other and say, yeah, we got our guy. He's moving in the right direction. Then I'm fine with that. Playoffs be damned. I know everybody wants to make the playoffs. That's fine. But a playoff berth with Trey not moving in the right direction isn't as necessarily successful as Trey moving in the right direction, even if you don't make the playoffs, in my opinion.
0: All right. All right. Now, here we go. We got some, a uh, couple of super chats here. Uh, one from our guy, um, Radon Williams. All right. So uh, he says, not 49s related, but do you think the Bucs roll with Kyle Trask? But do you think the Bucks roll?
2: like you know roll with him to start no i think uh oh okay
0: because you because you put role yeah no i mean yeah
2: it's already come out that that look that the bucks are or that deshaun watson's trying to say what's up to them and see what's up with them and the vikings and the same thing is bruce arians bruce arians needs a guy who's going to really throw the ball down the field and he's not there to rebuild i feel like like he's just not there for that they still have like a a semi championship roster without Tom Brady right now, so I, I don't think that's possible. I think that they're definitely going to be looking for a Russell Wilson, uh, uh, you know, a Deshaun Watson, you know, pending all his legal stuff, so I don't but, know. Oh, oh, you can't
0: do that, because now we're doing the same thing. Now, slightly different, but mm-hmm. I think with this, we're, we're doing the same thing that we're doing with Trey Lance, right? Where a guy mm-hmm. has been sitting. Now, I, I think the biggest difference is was Kyle Trask drafted to come in and be the guy. right? right? Like I, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. How occurs have they been from what they've seen in practice, but do we skip over Kyle Trask just because this is a really good roster and mm-hmm. where they've been with Tom Brady? Because I think 49ers of fans and people pushing back against Trey Lance, that's the same argument that they're making. That's a I'm good saying? point. So, that's a good point. So I think what he's saying is, do, do you? it's not 49ers late, but do you give Trask a chance? And I'd say, you know, <laughs> we, we don't know because we're not as tied into the Bucks organization. But how do you get Trask ready? With this roster, I think that's the more important question. In yeah, of the same things that we're asking now. The difference with Kyle Trask, when you're not drafted as high, you don't have as much wiggle room. Like right? you don't have as much room for error. Uh, there's there is a politics element to a lot of this. I've seen it in person uh, when I was with the Jets and certain things that went on there. You, it's it's different when you're not when you're not supposed to be the guy. So Trey Lance just off rip because of where he was drafted, is going to get more opportunities than a Kyle Trask. But I think there's some situations are somewhat similar. A guy who you didn't really get to see. I-, I would say the difference here is almost like the Packers with Aaron Rodgers and Jordan Love and that whole thing, right? Remember, Jordan Love's rookie year, he wasn't even the backup quarterback. He was an inactive guy. I think that's what Kyle Trask is. Trey Lance was never inactive. So I think if there is any kind of, you know, the pushback on on Trask and maybe what they think of him that might be it. I see somebody say about Kellen Mond, right? Minnesota Vikings, and they're like, we don't even want to, we not even want to see him. Remember the head coach was like, yeah, no, nope. yeah, he's practice. like,
2: <laughs> he's like, have you ever thought about playing him? He's like, no, nope. <laughs> he just flat out not no, all.
0: not at all. So you know, slightly different uh, scenarios there. Got another super chat from my guy Eddie, Big Money Eddie, and he says, uh, please tell me how Trey. Gets ready if he wasn't taking first team reps, and, and and I think that's a, that's that's a big part of it, right? When when you start talking about having a guy, you know, trying to develop, and what some of these other guys have had throughout offseason, right? Some of these other rookies, you look at Trevor Lawrence, look at Zach Wilson, uh, even Mac Jones after you know half of training camp or preseason, they got all the first team reps. Right? These are guys that a lot of the things that the organization was doing was structured around these guys. Even Matt Jones, like, you know, when you cut bait with Cam Newton, everything now is structured around you being the guy. Uh, you know, uh, Trey Lance never had that opportunity. Right, Trey Lance never had the opportunity to have everything structured around him. You're going to get all the first team reps. Uh, you're going to get better. I listened to him on, what was I listening to? I think it was Rich Eisen. Was Trey Lance on Rich yeah, Eisen? he was. And... He talked about his biggest jump in in improvement, and like when he got better, was the weeks that he started, the weeks where he got all the first team reps and got to play in the game. Like those two weeks, he said felt like the biggest like improvements that he had throughout the year. Like not practice squad reps, not throwing these sidearm passes we just saw, which I mean still it's sexy, but not throwing those passes. It's live in game reps working to like you know I see where I need to get better. Now, the only thing he could do now heading into the offseason is really break down those two reps. Maybe break down some practice stuff, but sit down with Kyle Shanahan, go over and over and over with it. Like, this is what I want. This is what I want here. This is what I want here. Look how you missed this. Look how you missed that. Understanding things more and improving from there, but it's crazy thing like in 2 he yeah, had 2 weeks of starts. And 2 weeks of starting rep practices as opposed to the other rookies who got months of it. And even then, I think I wouldn't say that they're too far ahead of where he is in their development.
2: Yeah. And you know, you have to remember too, Eddie, this is a good point. And and I'm with you but this team was in the business of winning football games and again we may not have agreed like with the way things were handled but the 49ers were minutes away from making the Super Bowl so it's hard to you know again you can't give Trey Lance the first team reps when you're installing your game plan when you're trying to center everything around Jimmy Garoppolo which is obviously something that is completely different than what you can do with Trey Lance and things like that so it's 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 just these videos for me are good because now, one, you get to see him in the middle of the season developing a little bit more and you see some of the throws that are in his bag. And two, it stomps out the narrative of the people who tell you right away, well, in practice, he wasn't doing anything in practice. You know, he, he's not. De- well, how do you know you're not there? Like, but now videos- you see the
0: pushback. You see what yeah. the pushback is on that now? Now it's, yeah. oh, it's just practice. Oh, and now it's just what so I've been but, talking about this whole time. You wanted to see him do some splashy things in practice. And then you show the splashy things in practice. Then now, all of a sudden, it's just practice. But then you show reps in the game where, because the one thing people are missing, hold on. Ah, uh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to find it. I'll try to search it while we're live right now. But he had some plays in the games where even in the Texans game, People talked about the first half with the Texans and how it wasn't, it wasn't as impressive. Or you know, oh, he struggled. And if you go back and look at a lot of those throws, well, yeah, he was ten to thirteen, and he made some throws. He made some plays. And it's like, if that's his struggling, like struggling, I could say, ah, a little uncomfortable. <laughs> Hold on, you could tell I got my faithful. Uh, uh, watchers here. He says, uh, "Is that a large? Is that is that? Uh, lager? Is that a lager or a chocolate milk? You know, it's chocolate milk. It's chocolate <laughs> milk. I don't hot chocolate. I don't drink coffee. All right, but I forgot. I lost my Trinidad here. But nah, ahead, you're good. You take no, it away. So I'm, I'm gonna find these clips. No, you're
2: good. So look, and what I'm gonna pick you back off of because I feel the same exact way." In that game, everybody's enamored with the second half and those throws, right? The the, the deep throw to Debo Samuel on the over, the uh the throw to George Kittle, you know, some of the throws to Brandon Ayuk. My favorite play of Trey's was in the first half, and it didn't seem like anything, but it showed that the kid understands things a little bit better. It's the it's the play action play where Kittle's in the flat, 10 out of 10 times Garoppolo throws that. It's a it's either a one or two yard gain, and you just keep moving. You know, Trey gets outside. He shakes his arm and the guy jumps and then he throws a dart to, to Sherfield at the at the first down marker. That's something that's not in the bag. And he did that in the first half. That was the throw I was impressed with. So when you talk about, well, he had an up and down first and second half. The first half had probably the most impressive throw that I've seen him make, aside from the that that keyhole throw that he had against Arizona to Brandon Ayuk on the sideline, right? Though they were like, oh well, he throws wobbly passes. He literally threw a dart to the to the sideline. That's the thing. It's like you're starting to see some of these things when he's not even really fully comfortable, and things are not completely built around him, and he's still not himself yet. Like he's still not feeling himself. That's what should have you should have you um excited, and that's one of the plays that I look at, and I'm like, man, that that's better. Like that's better right there than you expected, right? That's it right there, or the or the yeah. Oh, hold on. I mean, uh, on, me.
0: Hold on. Oh,
3: Boys, what's that? That Don bed, right?
0: All right, so here's the thing. These first. I don't know, however many plays, like the first minute, it's all from the first half. So, so to say he struggles, right here, again, man, maybe there are man, plays where he can, he could girl, he so could make the throw make that, that were designed to go hey, right? And he does. And that's something that Kyle hey, hey, Shanahan would there there like to see him improve on. But it is cool to see right. him still hey, hey, play for I'm first there. down. All right, these are all the plays where he struggled. All right, he struggled. This is it. brings it on the money sideline. He's struggling right now. This is still first half. All right, here we go. Night, 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 push, kick, Quick game, man. slant, boom. Boys got some 60s uh, in my Good game to Devo 7. He's yeah. still struggling yeah. like right now. Talking, all right. First half game struggle. Kilo, Those are dark over the middle. I mean, down the team. to Brennan IU, he's uh, still struggling. These are all struggle players right now because everybody said the first half, he struggled so much. This attempt right here to right? Over, like, What are we talking about? I'm living What do we talking about? These are all struggles. Now, this is kind of... But those are all Taking first half plays. The then PJs he comes out second half, PJ. and he still continues to dog, let it rip. Walk Boom. No half. Over the middle. So, water, homie, okay. yeah. I'm gonna stop sharing it. But it's crazy that, like the the narratives, the narratives with Trey Lance and not ready, and all those things. It's I think it's maybe, like, because of how people felt about him pre-draft. You think that is? Like, where it's like, oh, he just needs time, so people continue to kind of push that narrative?
2: We, you know, we had a discussion, me and Brad, on on our show yesterday about this, and there's just a lot of people that need to be right, okay? So if you evaluated Trey Lance pre-draft or and and said whatever you said, and then when they took him, oh, they should have took Mac and all that. Those are the guys that are telling you right now that he's not ready. And they don't know if he's not ready because, again, they haven't watched one minute of practice because nobody has, again. So, like, again, with a whole chest telling you he's not ready, he's not developing in practice, knowing damn well they haven't seen one practice rep or know what the hell they're talking about in terms of that. But it's, again, it's the need to be right. A lot of people had their pre preconceived notions of what this kid could be and why, oh, well, they shouldn't have drafted him. They should have drafted Mac. They should have drafted this guy. You know, like, and now the need to be right, has clouded your ability to take in new information and process it differently. And that's the problem. When you're rigid in your stance, you end up looking foolish without being able to change your mind or change your opinion based on new information. Also, context matters. Again, only two games. We only have 10 quarters of a sample size. you got people out here just straight up calling this man a bust. 10 quarters. Is Trevor Lawrence a bust? Because he played a whole 16 games and he didn't look good. Um, you know, our other guys bust, but all of a sudden when it comes to Trey, and I don't know what it really is, Croc, I don't even know if I really gave an answer, but there's always these people that just want to make it seem like, oh man, I told you this kid was terrible. I told you this kid ain't ready. I told you that this was going to be a project. Like, I had somebody dead on my, and in my face on Twitter telling me that the 49ers are about to trade for Kirk Cousins and Derek Carr because, Trey Lance is a is a is a project and I'm like bro what you on man like three three first round picks (laughs) for the kid and like and now you talking about getting like a stopgap guy like what are you talking about man like so there's a lot of people out there especially when you when you digest content on Twitter or you digest people's opinions on Twitter that have this like this like rigid stance that they need to stand in, like they're just standing in quicksand at this point. So it's like what they're saluting up, like hoping that this doesn't work out so they can just be right. And I, and I think that's the weirdest part It's like if you can't like change your mind to new information or be open to new information, then it's like you shouldn't be able to like have an opinion. And that's not even just football. That's life opinion. That's life talk right there. Like you should be able to change your mind and be and be fluid when new information is presented to you.
0: All right, so we got our guy Mark Lamar here, and he says, Lance Love after Montana Commons, not a coincidence. And I I think it's because I don't know. He's this only this almost reminds me of Jimmy Garoppolo, right? And I remember finding myself defending Jimmy Garoppolo a lot because even now I still kind of defend Jimmy Garoppolo and, and I know what Jimmy is, but I do feel like the narratives that are pushed out against Jimmy Garoppolo, I don't think they are. Like one like all the way true. Right? Like, people just think Jimmy Garoppolo is trash.
2: Like that dude no, in Mobile, Jimmy... remember? Remember, we were in the restaurant and he's like, Oh, I think Sam Darnold's way better than Jimmy Garoppolo or whatever. And Kroc was like, ho, ho 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 ho. No, no, no. He's like, You can't remember we were in the restaurant, we was eating. Yeah. Oh boy, oh boy overheard us and he jumped in the conversation and, and yo, and Croc was like, no, no no no. no. He's like, You're not about to say that right now about Jimmy Garoppolo. Like Sam Darnold, he was like, Nah, he was like, No way. He was like, We're not accepted that way.
0: Here, here's the thing I think some people look at more talented and better. Right, because if you look at Sam Darnold and just some of the things he's able to do, and you're hoping for that upside, you'd say he is more talented than Jimmy Garoppolo with plays he can make with his arm, his legs, things like that. But he's not a better quarterback than Jimmy Garoppolo, right? And that's not to say Jimmy Garoppolo's great, but I think we we, we know what Darnold is now, right? Like I, I was one of those that was like, "Hey, man, uh, you know Sam Darnold? I, I would love to see him with Kyle Shanahan. Like, not nah anymore. I don't want to see that shit." All right, like that should <laughs> Yeah, but see, all but right.
2: that's that's trying to figure out the unknown with him, like what what, and we all thought that, right? We're just like, yo, get him away from gays, put him in with somebody. But now we know.
0: Yeah, I mean, he got he got uh, a, a officer coordinator Joe Brady fired. <laughs> he did. All right, and, hey, and my bad. Is the music still playing in the background? No, no. I, I muted I muted my my like laptop music, thinking that that would stop the music, but I forgot I got to mute the video. So my bad, y'all. Pretty sure I'm going to get a copyright infringement. (laughs) But it's all good. But anyways, uh, I do want to get into some of Peter King's comments because our guy Mark, Mark, he kind of touched on it about not a coincidence, you know, with things coming out after Joe Montana, uh, what he said. And I think Joe Montana, I don't want to say he was talking out of his ass. I do think he was talking to some teammates or players and what not ready is. But again, I think some of these players, again, even if it's guys like Debo Samuel, I don't think Debo Samuel knows what, player development at the quarterback position looks like in the NFL and kind of what that process is, because he's somebody who has openly said he doesn't watch football. Joe Montana came out, said Joe Montana doesn't watch football. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Uh, But here's a couple of things that I took from the Peter King on Matt Mayoko's podcast says uh, Lance has only started 19 games since high school. All right. So that kind of goes back to me talking about how he has limited throws and seeing some of the practice clips to me, it just like, okay, he looks to be getting more comfortable throwing the ball, even more so than the flashiness and all that. He's getting comfortable. Awesome. Uh, Peter King also said 49ers are a Final Four team. And I think that's a, that's what the not ready thing comes from. You know, Joe Montana might maybe didn't really say everything about it, but I think a lot of it is this is a Final Four team. Is this young guy ready to take them to that level? I'd say most people that are thinking logically would say, no, maybe. But Peter King has some more uh, interesting things to say about that. Uh, said Kyle Shanahan feels like, knows he has a good quarterback, feels like Kyle could have done more uh, to get Trey Lance time. Now, that's the big thing, right? Because a lot of us were talking about how you can't, like, dang, you're not even, you're not getting him any reps. And he was like, you know, sometimes there might be 10 reps in the game. Sometimes there might be zero. But he just thought Kyle Shanahan could have done a better job of incorporating him at some point in games, even if it was a little spotty. Trey Lance came out and talked about it too. He was like, you know, it's hard. It was hard for him to say, all right, we're going to do this, but then we're going to come in and we're going to call these plays. It was hard to get him into the game plan when you're trying to get uh, Jimmy Garoppolo ready. So for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. But uh, here was the interesting thing that he said. Peter King, Peter King said, uh, he, he would he would be he would be surprised. All right, this is Peter King, based on what he's talking about, talking to his the people, 49ers or whatever. He would be surprised if Lance in 2022 isn't as good as Garoppolo was in 2021. He also says that he thinks Jimmy Garoppolo is better than he'll get credit for in 2021.
2: So both, both things can be true.
0: That's him saying, like. I think he can be as good as what we saw from Jimmy Garoppolo in 2021.
2: Right. And when you're talking right. about when you're talking about that as a baseline for Trey Lance, that's very exciting. It's very exciting when you really think about it. If that's the baseline, Jimmy Garoppolo's season last year, come on, man.
0: Right. And, and again, that's not I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo last year was knocking people's socks off, but it was a it was a quarterback that was good enough, even if he wasn't the reason. Uh he was good enough to where he contributed to a long, uh, a deep playoff run, right? And I think most people would say 49ers needed more. But also, even considering that, still we're in an NFC Championship game. So I think all things considered, if Trey Lance is able to play at that level where you are going to want more from him, I think that's a good kind of baseline for somebody that's not a finished product, right? Yeah. right? Would you agree?
2: Absolutely. I mean, if you get 3,700 yards and whatever touchdown total and, and you know, you're going to add that rushing floor that Trey Lance is going to have. And some, I mean, I, I think that 49er fans would take that right to the bank in the first year, knowing full well that it's it's all the way up from there. Like it's not that's not the that's not the ceiling. Right. Like that's not capped right. out. I feel I feel like we know that Garoppolo was capped out like where he's at right now. And that's not a bad quarterback. He's still he's still a starting quarterback. But Trey Lance has more to unlock from there. And if that's the baseline, right. you need to get excited right now.
0: Right. So uh, a couple other things I took from there. Laura Britt, she's on the podcast with our guy Mayoko. And uh, it's their podcast together. But Mayoko is kind of like, because it used to just be 49ers talk with Matt Mayoko. But now it's like both Him of them. And Laura Britt, right? Yeah. So Laura Britt was saying, Jimmy is a known factor. Trey Lance is an unknown factor. And she said, some of the things that you know with Jimmy Garoppolo, he's going to miss games. (laughs) She included that into his known factor. And he's going to miss throws a lot. (laughs) And she talked about that, like, he's going to miss big throws. And I think those are things that we know. Like, which I would say, you can't really push back on that. Would you agree with that?
2: No, you can't, because it's true. I mean, he's been injured all for two, but two years. And and this was even when he was in New England. So, I mean, like, that is just an objective fact. All
0: right. And then we got our guy Jay here with a contribution. He says, the more the game slows down, the more he lets it loose and makes these throws consistently in games. Too uh, talented, hard to find, hard, too hard of a worker and too high of an IQ to fail, especially with Kyle. And, and, And that was my thing with, and I'll get to, our guy L is here with Steve Young's comments. But that was kind of my thing with Trey Lance pre-draft, right? And I, I've got to put it out there, all right? And I'll, I'll find the tweet, all right, because I like to – this is pre-draft. Where I basically was saying that uh, if I had to put my life savings on any of these quarterbacks uh, being successful, it would be it would be Trey Lance. And, and I, I, I I got the tweet pulled up now. One second. So this is pre-draft. And then I'll kind of elaborate on these comments here or on what I'm saying. All right, so pre-draft right here. I'm, I'm responding to a question. Somebody asked me, say y'all tripping with the Justin Fields stuff. Somehow y'all convinced yourselves he's a sure thing. And that couldn't be further from the truth. Just because Mac Jones isn't sexy pick doesn't make him the wrong pick. I'm just saying. I said, nobody's a sure thing. And really, if I had to put my life savings on one player, it would be Lance. And that's over any quarterback in this class. All right? So that was how I felt. This is pre-draft. And my reasoning for that is, you know, I've been in the locker room with guys. I've been in, I've seen these guys that have immense talent. And a lot of times, uh, a big issue is guys that have a big-time talent, and then they just kind of rest on that or rely on that. And everything that was coming out about Trey Lance, as you kind of, As it says here with Jay, the person that is, the the hard worker, the IQ, how grounded he is. I've talked to people behind the scenes that have known him since North Dakota State days. And and they have nothing but high praise for the person that he is. So if he's that person and that hard worker and that relentless and everything, whatever issues he has coming into the NFL, he's going to work to overcome those things. And that was my top process. Then you go on and you listen to General Jeremiah and what he was saying about Trey Lance and how, like, man, this kid is wise behind his ear. Like, he's has that thing. It, it might take a year, but he has that thing. He's going to figure it out because of who he is. You start hearing those things like, that's what I'm putting my money on. because I need to know. That's the hardest thing with, with with football players, knowing what's in here and what's in here, right, mm-hmm. and how they're going to appear, how they're going to be once they get that money. I when you find out about how hard of a worker somebody is and all those things, it's hard to bet against him. And that's why pre-draft, I was willing to, put all my money on Trey Lance, everything I got, which isn't that much, but.
2: And all those things you said are true, right? And then you throw the talent in there. But then also situation matters too is you you we all have to believe that Kyle Shanahan is going to be able to put him in good spots to win because he he is he has grafted his offense to so many other people, given layups to Nick Mullins, you know, changed his offense to make sure that Jimmy Garoppolo's in a spot to succeed. So that's another reason that you had to really be excited about Trey Lance because he fell into the right situation. Let's just say if Trey Lance was drafted by the Jets Jackson- Is it the right Jackson- situation though? For him, I believe.
0: Uh, okay, I believe. so hold on. So this is a whole different conversation, Mm -hmm. all right? Before the draft, everybody would tell you, and we talked about this on uh, Locked On 49ers. So if you haven't already, listen to Locked On 49ers with myself, Brian Peacock. You know what I'm saying? Locked On NFL Draft as well. Listen to both of those. uh, Help me make this money. All right, but anyways, so (laughs) big money. So we talked about this. And I, and I have questions. I was listening to, or I, I was, you know, Guy Haberman, big fan of his. Yep. We follow each other on Instagram. And he posted this video from Bill Simmons. Sick flex. And, That's
2: uh, a sick-ass
0: flex. <laughs> I mean, Guy, I mean, you know, keeps he, good. All right, so I'm scrolling through Instagram. I see this video that Haberman posted about uh, is Bill Simmons. And the first thing he says in it is, well, Trey Lance isn't ready. He didn't show anything last year that says that he's ready. So they basically they, they need to crack keep that door open for uh Tom Brady. And they really need to go and get Tom Brady. Hey, whatever they gotta do to get Brady, they need to go do that. Right. So when I hear something like that, that lets me know this this he doesn't have the luxury that like a Josh Allen had. Right. Remember when Josh Allen, when first of all, the the the, the Bills were coming off of a playoff appearance. Mm-hmm. They were in the playoffs. They traded up to get Josh Allen. They went six and ten. Right. And he didn't start every game, but they went six and ten. So they went from the, the playoffs to going six and ten. Then the next years, you know, he obviously he went to the playoffs, even though he continued to improve, went to the playoffs the next year, blew a 16 0 lead to Houston Texans and lost that game. Mm-hmm. And then we know where he is now, right? Mm-hmm. But he had the opportunity to just kind of grow. And Trey Lance is not being given that. Trey Lance has not been given the opportunity to just grow. So in a situation where you look at the 49ers, and it's a terrific setup with the coaching, with uh, the players around him, weapons, the defense is going to be solid. You'd assume that this would be the best opportunity for any quarterback coming into, you know, being a rookie, being drafted by the 49ers. But I feel like damn near all the chips are kind of stacked against Trey Lance now. Like his uphill climb to be able to make people, I don't want to say make them happy, but you know, show any signs of like encouragement. I think he has to be lights out. And that's just, that's typically not the case for a guy who's only started two career NFL games Mm -hmm. and 19 games since high school. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, That is, he's, it's almost, I don't want to say it's a lose-lose situation because if he comes in and plays lights out, he can live up to that. But he doesn't have the same room to grow as other people. And I think the 49ers going to the NFC Championship game this year, in hindsight, this is me in hindsight looking at it now and all the comments and everything that's coming out, that was the worst thing for Trey Lance. For Trey Lance, not for the 49ers, that was the worst thing for Trey Lance, a team going that far. Because of these expectations now for what he's supposed to be are through the roof. I mean, it is. And it's almost a, they're just pushing him aside and trying to figure out any other option to get the 49ers to there that doesn't include him. And and I, I think that he's in the toughest situation out of any rookie now.
2: All right, what I meant was just, like, coaching-wise. But you're, this situation you're talking about, here's my here's my opinion on it. Um, Anybody with, any, like, any sort of rational, level-headed analysis shouldn't be expecting that. And, the, again, I'm going to go back to this. It's not an apples-to-apples comparison with Alex Smith. They made the playoffs, and then Patrick Mahomes comes in, and boom, they're out there, like, you know, moving like that. Like, that's not the way you should be looking at this. But I do agree that people are, like I said – You see a team come within minutes of of going to the Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo. Well, you know, to certain people, they're going to say, well, if this kid can do a little bit more, then can you imagine, right? And that's not necessarily wrong, but to expect a certain kind of run again with him under that, I feel like that's the problem, right? So you know what, when you talk about situation, it's the expectations that's going to dictate realistically how people look at him and how they view him. And I don't know if you should really be thinking about it that way. That's why I said earlier, like, even if this team doesn't make the playoffs, but I see what I see from Trey Lance and he's moving in the right direction, I feel better about it. I really do because your is secure. I understand this is a win-now team. I get it. And you're a 49er fan. You don't want to sit around and not win games and you don't want to sit around and not be in the playoffs, right? I get all that. But at the same time, there has to be some sort of like level-headedness and like being able to say man this kid hasn't really played let's see the let's see him grow let's see him develop instead of it just being like well Jimmy Garoppolo's not here and they almost made the Super Bowl and you cast him off and now look the kid can't do it it's it's his first year right like so there has to be some sort of like objective down the middle way to look at this while evaluating him correctly without putting these lofty expectations on him in my opinion.
0: Right, so we got a, a question here from our guy, Joshua. Or not a question, just a, a statement that I want to definitely respond to. And he says, we need to get out of the mentality that Trey Lance needs to be given an the opportunity. He didn't play because Jimmy was better. Josh Allen got on the field because he was the best QB on the roster. Who did Josh Allen have to be better than? Well, first Peterman. of all, that, that's Nathan Peterman. Josh Allen had to be better than Nathan Peterman. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I would say this, with how erratic Josh Allen was early on, if Jimmy Garoppolo was in that same roster, on that same roster, Jimmy Garoppolo would have been better than Josh Allen. Because you should be, if you, Jimmy doesn't suck, right? Jimmy doesn't suck. And he's an a eight-year vet by the time Trey Lance gets to him, right? So an eight-year vet that's been spent four years, in, or four and a half years, whatever, in an offense, you should be better right now, better at executing than a rookie who's been here for once training camp came. I mean, what was it? Seven practices, seven OTA mini camp practices. So once training camp came, Trey Lance had seven minicamp practices as opposed to Jimmy Garoppolo, who's been with the team for four and a half years. Jimmy Garoppolo is supposed to be better than Trey Lance at that point in their careers.
2: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And if he's
0: not, then Jimmy is just completely trash, which I don't think the case. I don't think no. that's the case. Are are we comparing Jimmy Garoppolo and Nathan Peterman? That's that's you know what I'm saying? Like, no, we're not. You know what I'm saying? So I, I don't know what our guy Josh was trying to get at. I I for one have always felt that yes, as long as Jimmy Garoppolo was on the roster with Trey Lance being a rookie, Jimmy was the better, more ready quarterback, right, to execute.
2: Yeah, not and, more
0: talented, not but, more upside. But at that, at that moment, yes, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's supposed to be, yeah. you know, now when it started looking weird and the 49 two and four, three and five, then it was like, well, you're supposed to be better and maybe you're not playing terrible, but Fortnite's still losing. Now maybe you go with the rookie. Now they yeah. stuck with it. They stuck with him. Great. And even after a Houston Texans game where I thought Trey Lance. I said, that, that was good. Like, that was encouraging. Okay, he's making steps in the right direction. But if Jimmy Garoppolo can play against the Rams, then Jimmy needs to play.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: So this is not like me saying, uh, oh, you know, Trey Lance, by any means, like, the situation is what it is. I think some people are kind of overlooking that aspect of it. And I don't know. Comparing the Josh Allen thing, you, you can't – situations are are different. Even with all these other teams, even with, you know, Trevor Trevor Lawrence, right? Trevor Lawrence, is he better than CJ Bethard? You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, oh, yeah. So he has to play. You know, you know what I'm saying? Zach Wilson, I don't know. Is he better They're than not. Mike White? You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, we'll, we'll see. I mean, but, you know, uh, Andy Dalton.
2: And Justin is Fields. he better
0: than, I, I would say that to start, yeah, he, right, right away, yeah, better than what rookie Justin Fields is. Mm-hmm.
2: You
0: know what I'm saying? He, and thing. you know a little bit more of what you're going to get.
2: Right, that's the thing. Again, it's not apples to apples when it comes to all of that. Like a lot of people are like Mahomes sat for a year, and this is what? No, man. Like that. Like you, you can't correlate the two things. I just feel like they're similar situations, but it's not apples to apples. You can't just expect that. And again, like the same thing too. Well, Rodgers sat for three years. Yeah, that's Aaron Rodgers. I like and 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 look. If Trey Lance is seventy percent of what Patrick Mahomes is, is Trey Lance is? 65 percent of what Aaron Rodgers is that's a huge win that's a huge win and I, and that's just me knowing how great they are and how hard it is to be that great that's why it's not an apples to apples comparison at all like you just can't make that same like comparison it's not core it doesn't correlate in any way so you have to put that in context and look at it like if he's even a halfway or or whatever percentage of these guys because they're proven in the league it's a huge win for the 49ers based on coaching, based on the roster, based on where this team is ready to go. So, I mean, I, it, it all needs to be viewed with uh, objectivity and context. That's it.
0: All right. All right. Here we go. We got 400 people, 450 people watching or however many. Uh, make sure you hit that like button, hit the subscribe button, all that good stuff, support show. Hit that like button right now. I do want to bring some people on. We got about 30 more minutes here. Shout out to my guy, Jason Laponte. Uh, he is my guest today and he's been gracious with his time so you know as long as you want to stay on for these last 30 minutes uh feel free if you have to check out go ahead check out if you're on twitter right now head over to the youtube channel hit the like button hit the subscribe button also subscribe to uh, the frontline sports network uh youtube channel hit that button there's the link right there right below so make sure you do that as well and um uh, but i put the link in the chat for anyone that wants to come on live if you have some takes i see my guy josh jeter josh you're in the chat, and, and this is not a, like, I don't want people to feel like they're getting, like, attacked or something for having an opinion. I would love to have, a like, just a regular conversation with Josh. So, Josh, if you want to come on, I, I see, I, I feel like Josh is having to, like, defend himself and almost, like, fight off the, remember Jon Snow when, like, everybody was, like, running at Jon Snow? Right. And he was, like, "You know, what I'm I feel like yeah. that's Josh right now because he has a different opinion than other people, but that's fine. Josh, come on live and. Uh, Talk about it and sometimes being able to speak as opposed to typing. uh, You know, typing, you get to get your point across more what exactly you mean. So feel free to come on, man. Feel free to come on or anybody else. I put the link in the chat. Here's the link in the chat again. But I appreciate everybody that's tuned in so far. Let's see. Croc, you and Grant today? Yes, I will be on with Grant in an hour and a half. So Uh-oh. uh yep, hour and a half. I will be on live with our guy Grant Cone. Uh why would teams trade for Jimmy if they know 49 Niners need to start Lance in year two? Wouldn't they just wait for the 49ers to release Jimmy? No. no. Uh Did I miss it? I missed the super chat. My no, bad. You got it. No, no, no. Somebody said I missed I missed their chat.
2: Oh. uh for this one though, I mean, here's the thing. Um If you start to look at compensation for many other quarterbacks, right? Sam Darnold went for what he went, um, and they had to pick up his fifth-year option. You have to look at it like this, too. I think that the market is going to dictate what goes on with Jimmy, and look at coaches that are on the brink of the hot seat or on the brink of being firing to reach out for Jimmy Garoppolo. And here's something that I'm going to throw out to you guys. If you're a coach and you know that your time is almost up and you got to win this year, Do you think that that coach cares about developing a quarterback that he's not going to see develop if he doesn't win this year, right? Like take a Ron Rivera, right? Ron Rivera in Washington, they draft somebody. Let's just say they draft like, let's just say Carson Strong. Let's just throw a name out there. They get Carson Strong later on. Carson Strong isn't going to quiet the fact that people are going to start talking about, well, they're not successful. Do we keep Ron Rivera? So how do you do that? Ron Rivera reaches out and he gets Jimmy Garoppolo and Jimmy Garoppolo becomes the second best quarterback in the NFC East, the third best quarterback in the NFC East and maybe Washington wins some games and he's able to hold on to his job. So that's what I mean. It's like to say that people wouldn't trade for Jimmy Garoppolo, I think you need to look at coaches situations, who's going to be on the hot seat, who potentially needs cuz it's a result there's a result driven base, you know, business, right? Like you you don't win games like Doug Peterson Won a Super Bowl two years later, fire. That's how quickly things happen. So look at the teams that possibly need someone for one year to win, to develop someone else, and they keep their job. So there's plenty of teams that'll be like that, like like a Lovey Smith in Houston, right? I I think we can all kind of agree that Lovey Smith is a good coach. He's taking a job that he's kind of set up to fail for a little bit, right? It feels like they're still holding that job for Josh McCown. So what does Lovey Smith do? He plays Davis Mills, and what? They win five games. And then they can him and then he moves on and he's out and they bring in somebody else. But if you have Jimmy Garoppolo, you have a chance to win games. Like you have a chance to win a few more games, right? Like, so you have to look at coaches like that. You have to look at situations like that where you need to have wins this year. And Jimmy Garoppolo can still win games in this league as long as you have everything else around him, which a lot of quarterbacks need at the same time.
0: Right. And I, I think that's the part. And I think that's why Washington makes sense. And that's why people came out and said you could justify or Washington could justify giving the 11th overall pick for Jimmy Garoppolo, which is, sounds crazy, right? It sounds crazy. And I, I don't think they'll get that, but let's say hypothetically speaking, they do. Well, why would they get that? Well, again, like you said, you got Riverbroke Ron. He's in his what? Third year with the uh, Washington commanders. And they like, bro, I got to win. And Jimmy is a more capable starter than Heineke or even Fitz Magic, Right? So, that's why you are incentivized. Like that's why I need to trade for Jimmy Garoppolo, as opposed to letting him be released and then other people having shots at him. Now I'm not guaranteed to get him, so that's why if I'm a team, regardless of the trade lands, you know, you know, you got to get rid of Jimmy Garoppolo. Like, I might have to trade for him. Yeah, you know, I don't think it's a first, but I could see like a second and a fifth, or like a third and a fifth, whatever the case is. I got to trade for Jimmy because I I got to make sure I I get him. And he will help you win games. He will help you win games. All right, here we go. I got a couple, a uh, few people uh, coming on right here. Okay, we got Josh on. Let's go, Josh. Man, appreciate you for coming on, bro. Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah, we got you, loud and clear. Okay. Yeah. Oh, uh, 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 real quick. Hat. So I wanted to give you, I wanted to give you the, the, the opportunity to kind of, you know, speak about whatever it is, because sometimes. You know how the, the chat can get right, and everybody can start coming yeah, at you, I, and, and I you're a I big dog, so you maybe you can take it. But you know, it, sometimes <laughs> it's easier to explain it live as opposed to just trying to type things out and then then respond to a hundred people.
4: Yeah, I think uh, first of all, thanks for having me on. I'm a fan of both of y'all.
2: Appreciate
3: you know,
4: that, well, bro. Thank you a lot. So um, I don't want people to think. I think when I say something like that, I think people kind of assume that I'm just like. I don't like Trey Lance or something like that, and so they get defensive of the guy. But I actually like Trey Lance a lot. I think I'm just kind of a little different philosophically in how I think young quarterbacks can um, come in and thrive. I just think – and I think, um,
0: you know – Hey, real quick, Josh, are you Are you driving? No, no, no. i I'm, I'm just in the car. I just got home from the gym. Okay, I was gonna say, <laughs> so, you like looking at the phone for a long time? Do you look at the road? Like, yo, gotta be no,
4: safe, No, I'm just, uh, No, no, I'm good. That's all. Since the guy who watches
2: Netflix for four hours on the way, like yeah. to Mobile, we ain't gonna talk about that. <laughs>
0: uh, no, I just think. All right, but anyways, <laughs> this is about Josh, not about me. <laughs> but anyway, I don't. um Part of the reason
4: why I say what I say is because I think there's a lot of people that kind of. I know you mentioned it's not an apples to apples situation with Josh and Trey. But I think that a lot of people do that. They kind of assume, like, you know, Josh was able to go in year one and, you know, he got better and better and all that, and Trey can do the same thing. We should just put him in year one. I don't think it's really ideal to put a young guy in year one if you don't have to, if you have a vet that can get the job done for a little bit. I think especially in a situation, I don't think Trey and Josh's situation is the same. Like, Josh Allen was – how many years did he play? was he a four year starter in college? In Wyoming. Remember. Uh
0: yeah, uh one year of junior college, three years at yeah. uh Montana Wyoming. Okay.
4: Wyoming. Yeah, so yeah, so Josh Allen like threw the ball a lot more than Trey did. Like even when Trey played, I mean, I think he averaged like fifteen or sixteen throws a game. It was I mean, like eighteen,
0: I, like eighteen, yeah. nineteen throws a game. Yeah, not much. Yeah, I think I just I just think that's
4: a little different. And like the other thing too is like I know we see the – I don't know if you guys saw those throws. Like, somebody posted online last night of Trey Lance throwing the ball in practice, and he looked good, and that was great. But, like, we don't know, like, necessarily how the rest of practice looks, and we also don't know what's going on in the film room and a lot of other things. Like, there could be other factors that I was listening to. I think it was Niners Nation, and they were talking to Deion Sanders, and he was talking about how, like, there could be things that we're not seeing that Kyle Shanahan season practice that may be kind of, I don't want to say red flags because he's young, but just things that would worry you about putting in a young guy right away and just throwing him in the fire. Especially a guy who you drafted third overall and traded two or three first-round picks for. Like, the expectation is going to be sky high. Like, you know, like when he first came out, you heard people saying, like, oh, he's going to be a mix between Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. It's like – I don't think it's fair to
0: put. You can't listen to those people, though, Josh. Like, you can't. I'm
4: I'm just You can't listen to that. I'm I'm not listening to them. Like, I have my own opinion. I don't really care. Like, I don't care if people attack me in the comments, but like, I just think you have that out there, and whether or not it's fair, it's going to be out there. And so, if you put him out there and he doesn't look like that right away, then he's going to get crucified by the media and all types of things. And I think, Kyle is trying to protect him from that, especially if he's not quite ready right now and you have a vet. Like, I don't think it's, if I'm a player on the team, I want the guy that's in that's ready right now if we have a chance to win, as opposed to, I'd probably be looking at Kyle Wilson. Otherwise, if you throw a player in, a young player that you know isn't quite ready yet, and we have a chance to win right now, like that would be, I don't know if that would bode well with me personally. I mean, I can't speak for the Niner players, but I'm just saying that, I think waiting isn't always a bad thing. I mean, there's been plenty of quarterbacks who have waited like a year or two and they've come in and then played well. Like, I don't think he is, like, losing out on... I think you can get better in practice if you take practice seriously and all those things. But it wasn't like an attack. Right. I'm not attacking Trey... Like, I think Trey Lynch has an opportunity to be a really good player. I just don't think that by sitting the first year, it's going to, like... Or just development and all these other things. That's that's all I'm really saying. So
2: I like it. That's a yeah. thorough explanation. And 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 one more thing before before Crockos is different people learn different ways, and we're talking about not just quarterback, exactly. right? Like at a uh-huh. job, right? Like me, I'm a very visual person. When I see it, I see you do it, I can do it. Some people need to do it, some people need to practice need to behind the it. scenes. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like everybody learns differently, and, and, and that's not just quarterbacking, that's just every everyday life type stuff. So again, Everybody has their own way, their own speed. And and who can knock a plan with Kyle Shanahan when we haven't even seen it be enacted right now? So far, the plan has has coincided with another NFC Championship trip. And maybe Trey Lance is actually developing behind the scenes. But again, people making these sweeping statements without watching any of the practices, not knowing, and we only got that small glimpse from what Javi was posting last night, mm-hmm. is is the part that kind of just doesn't jog with me. So again, I don't want to say like, Trust the process, but you you really have to just because that's the way that they want to do it. And that's just it's obvious that we can say whatever we want, no matter how much they say that we influence whatever Kyle Shanahan does. We don't because he definitely doesn't care. So we need to let this play out. And I think that correlating one situation to the other is is, is going to be the, the downfall. Right. In, in terms of expectations of Trey Lance in the public eye, uh, only in the public eye.
4: Yeah, I have a question for you guys um, before I get out of here. Now, obviously we see like all the, I mean, I'm just going to call them rumors like, oh, the 49ers might go after Aaron Rodgers or this guy or that guy. Do you think that's a concern if those rumors are true as far as Trey Lance goes?
0: I think that is just people talking and it's more speculation okay, yeah. than anything. Uh, yeah. I think that's a lot of people wanting to speed up the process of Trey Lance or gloss over what, you know, development really is. And like, hey, let's skip over that and just get straight to winning because we know we could win with a guy like Aaron Rodgers. Not even considering how the hell do you get them, right? The 49ers don't have first round picks, right? Let's say, let's say hypothetically speaking, and this is, here's the crazy part. You got a guy, Jalen Hurts is solid, right? But he's not like earth shattering. So if you're the Philadelphia Eagles who have three first round picks, Shouldn't people be talking more about you being able to potentially get an Aaron Rodgers, a Russell Wilson, uh, Tom Brady, or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Like they are more yeah. suited to do it than the 49ers who don't have first round picks this year or next year. Uh, They don't have a ton of cap space. Matter of fact, them getting Garoppolo off of their books helps them a, a little bit, right? Like just helps them kind of get in the green as opposed to being in the red. So I, I don't even know if they have the cap space to do it. So I think a lot of it is just, People talking, and again, if they want to make it happen, I'm pretty sure they can figure it out. But not having draft capital, having a guy like Trey Lance, who, you know, he just needs his reps. He needs, like you said, you know, okay, behind the scenes, you know, what's going on? He didn't play a whole lot in college, like hasn't thrown a lot of passes. My biggest thing is, well, he needs to continue to play. And if you ask Trey Lance, he said his biggest jump in improvement came from when he got the first team reps for two weeks and he started for two games. And that that's what that's what helped him the most throughout this entire process. So I'm gonna get you off and get to the next caller. Uh, Josh, but I appreciate you coming on bro.
2: Yeah, man. Yeah, anytime so.
0: anytime you want to come. Oh, my bad. Oop, my bad. I didn't mean to do that. Anytime you want to come on, man. Like just, yeah. And you got something to say? Yeah. Come in here live. For sure. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. Go ahead. You about to say something?
2: Yeah, no, it's, um, I think a lot of the, you know, well, if you bring in Aaron Rodgers or if you bring in Tom Brady, that's an indictment on Trey Lance. No. It's Aaron Rodgers and it's Tom Brady. I think those are the only two guys that you would even consider sitting Trey Lance for one more year right. for, and that's the thing, isn't it? It's like that is not. Oh, I don't know how I feel about Trey Lance. It's oh, we have a chance to get Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady. That's different, <laughs> right? Like right. there's a bunch. Of, there's a bunch of teams that would bench whoever their quarterback is for one of those guys. So,
0: all right, here we go. Got the next caller on my guy Chris, aka Roscoe's. Oh, what
5: here up, we go. Chris? What's up, uh Croc and Jason? And I'm both disappointed in you guys. Why? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> listen. Now what? And I wanted you to keep Josh on because I had questions for him for that Uh-oh. nonsense that he was talking. Jesus. Uh-oh. All right, listen. Je-
2: Yo, crispy.
0: <laughs>
5: crispy, why didn't y'all ask him what what he seen in the Texas game that shows Lance wasn't ready? Why why wasn't that question brought up? I mean, did we not all watch the Texans game? Did we all not know that was a must-win game? And if we didn't win that game, we wouldn't make the playoffs. This whole oh, put cinnamon extra. year is so stupid. And and then the crazy part is, it's oh, yeah. Other players. Uh, Dak started. Dak started from day one. I could I could name several quarterbacks that started from. Josh Allen started from day one. He did not look good. He was really bad. And people were calling him a bust, even though I stayed on the Josh Allen train. I was like, nah, y'all need to chill. He's going to be good. The kid, he's got all the tools. And boom, look what he's bust out to be. And that playoff performance that he had as an all-timer win or lose. Jimmy Garoppolo would pray for things like that. But for him to talk about sitting Trey and then said, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, it, it you know hearing these rumors it, you know makes it look bad about Trey. Did he not hear what Jay Glazer said that the 49ers are enamored about, about Trey Lance? Did he not watch the game? That's my ultimate did he not watch the game? We played to win the game. Hello crop. <laughs> I just asked you a question. Why didn't you ask Yeah, that? I just want to know why was I he listen. I'll be he trying to listen. I'll be trying to listen to, listen to what say actually, they say you are, so you much. Are a football savant. You are a football savant. You know football, you know more football than I than I can even think of. And you did not pressure him. Cry. They come into they come into they come up on the mic. They better have they better stand on what they say, but they better have a good explanations of what they say. And I didn't think that dude had any good explanations in what he said, and he was not challenged. You too, Jason. I need you to answer this question.
2: <laughs> hey Chris, you you tripping early in the morning, man. Why you going so hard? <laughs> man,
5: look, I'm a morning person, so I you know I'm like always amped up in, until I start work then.
2: Yeah. I feel bad sense. for your job. You about to go in there. You about to go in there and bust some heads or something. No, like, no,
5: bro. no, no. When I'm on my because I'll be on the phones. i I'll be on the phones and I'd be like, uh <laughs> No, yeah, no, oh, but, but There, Carson, there,
0: there oh, is Carson. something to what he's saying though. Yeah. This, there is something to what Chris is saying. And even in the, as the chat is going right now, I see a lot of people like somebody just called Chris a dummy and said that Trey Lance can't read the defense or something like that. All right. No! So <laughs> hold on, let me put that up.
2: I ain't gonna lie. Uh, I ain't gonna lie, Chris. They they kind of cooking you right now. <laughs> uh, they
0: no, the they're not. There's, there's, them, it's it's like fifty. None 50. of them can come
5: up here and challenge me, though.
0: So they said, "Okay, so uh, Rice TD, Rice TD, we want to give you the opportunity to come on live and challenge our guy, Chris. All right. So 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 Rice Rice TD, here's the link, but nobody else, because I already got people waiting to, to come on, and um, you know we only got about 15 more minutes here. So Rice TD." If you come on live, we'll we'll bring you on and vocal. talk about because you, you 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 can't you can't just say this like call somebody a jackass and then say he wasn't ready dummy like so you call him a jackass and a dummy you gotta you gotta come on and speak your piece live.
5: If, you know if he so would, we, we would have started Nate Sutfield, if he wasn't ready, if he couldn't read a defense, at the end of the day, the Niners had a must-win game. We don't see an NFC championship without Trey Lance. That's just the bottom line. A lot of these, a lot of these people, he talked about Deion Sanders as well. It's like, okay, I understand, but a lot of these players, and Croc knows this, a lot of these former NFL players don't watch football games. So I don't want anybody who don't watch us speaking about us. Doesn't make sense to me. I tell you, right, uh Rice T D is not gonna come on. I promise you that.
0: <laughs> all right we got uh william Benny. he says how does he william says how does he uh come on the show you gotta click the link i just put the link in the chat all right so roscoe's you stay here we're gonna see if uh rice td comes on i'm gonna get to the next caller just stay just staying i know you gotta probably get on the phone i'm soon, here i'm here just stay yeah, in the background all right all right so we got we got uh roscoe still in the background right now all right so pa- papa dragon's coming on papa Papa Dragon, you you came on yesterday. It was, i little. We got four minutes, all right? Because, uh, three minutes. We got three minutes. Three minutes yeah, to. Uh, minutes.
6: First of all, all right, two and a half
0: minutes. Did yeah that. yeah yeah.
6: First of all, who's the first caller? What was his name? Josh. It just, doesn't
0: matter what his name
6: is. Somebody's <laughs> hey, wrong. He's about as wrong as Joe Montana. He is. He hasn't seen a practice. He hasn't talked to him at practice. He hasn't watched no film, but you know who has? Steve Young. Yeah. You know who's also talked to him at practice and seen him practice and caught passes from him at practice? Jerry Rice. People make too much about somebody who knows nothing about the situation. Well, Joe should. I think said, people
0: uh, value Joe Montana's opinion because of who he is. But you are yes. right. Joe Montana yes. also said, "I yes. don't watch football." That's in that same interview, and in the same lane. Saying?
2: In in the same lane, I don't want to like disrespect Joe Montana, but Michael Jordan drafted Kwame Brown too. So just hey. because you're the goat, don't mean you know what I mean that you always. But Michael know. Jordan
0: also drafted uh, the, yeah. the 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 greatest of all time, uh, LaMilla Ball. But go ahead.
6: Exactly. The too much has been time. made out of it. That's all. Too much has been made out of what Joe said. And what Joe should have said was, hey, I haven't seen him practice. I haven't talked to the kid. I haven't watched film. I heard some things. I hear that he's not ready. But what do I know? That's what he should have said or said nothing. Hey, I I don't know enough to comment. That's what he should have said. So people, listen to Steve Young, who wanted Trey Lance to start from the very get. Listen to Jerry Rice, who's caught passes from him. Listen to those people. Listen to the people in the actual locker room who will talk about Trey. And what we do know is this. When he came out of college, he was under the radar. We know that. We studied it. We looked at it. We were looking at fields. We're looking at Mac Jones. And all of a sudden, we start looking at all the quarterbacks. The quarterback that jumped off the take was Trey Lance. He spent the most time under center. And he was the only quarterback, and I mean the only one, that when he got to the line of scrimmage, he never looked to the sideline ever. Go look at his tape. He never looked at the sideline. He made all the adjustments, line calls, even play calls right there at the line of scrimmage. That, my friends, is a smart, cerebral quarterback. So what you got going on here, very simple. A guy has got athletic talent, a cannon arm, and he's got a brain, and he is developing the more he plays. The Niners are very, very fortunate that Jed York is the hero of this because Jed York said what? He said, I will pay Jimmy Garoppolo if you want to take this kid. Because if Jed York said, no, we, we got to move off this contract, the pick probably would have been Matt Jones. What do you guys say about that?
2: That's fair. I mean, that's not something that's far fetched at all. I mean, that, I think that's a that's a, a good way to look at it. You know, I mean, this uh this team would have been able to operate their offense in a similar fashion with Matt Jones. So I I think that that's fair as well too. And again, you can't really argue with the plan when when the result was what it was this year. Okay. And now and now you're moving in the
6: right direction. So I I think that that's fair. Absolutely. Hey, look, big shout out to both you guys. You guys are tearing it up on YouTube, man. Bless you and bless your families. Appreciate big papa. You, Big, big Papa Dragon is out. Hey man, all right, yo, you.
2: Croc, you got some fun ass people, man. That come on here, bro. Like this is, this oh is yeah, lit. No, I
0: got the best. I, I yeah, got the you best. Do. Um, we're still waiting for Rice TD. All right, and Rice TD, cause, cause, listen, our our guy Chris, Chris is waiting. He's waiting in the w- wings behind the scenes. All right, he's waiting for uh, Rice TD. I don't think we got Rice TD on, but we do have Andre Williams on. So Andre, welcome to the show. Andre, you, you, you on there? mute, buddy? He ain't on mute. Mm. All right, Andre not ready yet. All right, here we go. We got another. Uh, oh, wait, here's another Andre Williams. Hold on. Oh, okay, here's, here's the Andre Williams we need. Andre, you there? Put him back on. Oh, no. He was on, and then he clicked out. He has, like, two things in here. And uh, I don't know. I don't know what happened. Right, either way, here we go. We got another William. So, we got Andre William, and now we got William Bennett. All right, William, man, good morning.
1: Hey, good morning. Good morning, fellas. How y'all doing today? Good morning. Yeah, good. Oh,
0: yeah. I just want to give you a shout-out. It was great
1: seeing you on Grant show. Long time overdue.
0: Oh, man, appreciate it. Yeah, you know, I had to hook up with my guy. We're going to be live, too, in the, in an hour. I'll be live. Oh, okay, Flavor,
1: time. Flavor. Um, I just want to say, just to piggyback on what the guy said, I, I think a lot of people are not giving Lance the uh the flowers that he do possess where like I said all that um postseason um games that we had were on the back of Trey Lance. I mean without Trey winning that game after sitting since what was that week uh five or whatever and you've been put into a pressure situation where you have to win. The season is on the line and a lot of people will fold under that pressure, but he played a great game for someone who's a rookie who had not had a lot of football because of COVID and now just being thrust into the limelight.
5: Yeah.
1: I think we're gonna have a great, great year from Trey. It's not we're not I don't think we're going to the Super Bowl, don't get me wrong. But I I would not be surprised to see us back in the playoffs with Trey Lance whether it's a wild card or whatever, with the talent around him and the way that I watching him on the sideline, he looks like he studies the game. And I think now he just needs reps. I also think Jimmy will end up in Washington. I live in Washington. I I have a lot of Commander fans talk about Jimmy and how they're they're ready for a winning season. Jimmy's not the guy who's going to probably win you a Super Bowl over there. But in that division, Jimmy will look like uh, Joe. Um, well, who's the Redskins um, Hall of Fame quarterback that they love to do? Joe Thaisman. He will be there, <laughs> Joe Thaisman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: and, and are they pushing back on the thoughts of having Jimmy Garoppolo? Because it seems like a lot of fan bases like don't want him.
1: Well, see what it is. It's, I think, um, you have those who look at what's going on with Jimmy over in the uh, West, and I try to relate it to them. A, a person, you, you got to look at the division. Jimmy in our division is a winning quarterback. You got to give him that. Imagine taking somebody who's mediocre in a tough, tough division and putting them in a, uh, a relative easy division as the East. He, I'm telling you, he's going to shine. He will. I, I predict now, if he goes to the commanders, you will see the commanders win that division for at least three years. Uh, Dak, I know people are like, oh, but well, what about Dak? He has already beaten Dak on several occasions with multiple talent around Dak. So I think... He will be the new um, godsend to the uh, to the the commanders yeah, <laughs> because they're looking awesome, for dude. winning seasons right now. People, the thing that uh, that we're spoiled with as 49ers fans, we have such a high bar because we're we're five-time Super Bowl champions. We have a legacy behind our names. We actually set the standard in the NFL. What would the NFL be without the 49ers organization all these years? Honestly, when we're not in the playoffs, the playoffs to me seem boring. Honestly,
0: and I think that a, this year, you,
1: what would you, you wouldn't have had all that excitement? Super Bowl and, was kind of boring, for me.
0: right? And you talked about how, and I'm gonna get you off, William. I appreciate you coming on, bro. Uh, and our, and our thank guy, you. uh. Our guy, William, he he talked about how the bar for the 49ers is so high, right? And if you look at the Washington Commanders, that organization, they haven't won a playoff game since 1991. So for them, it's just can they have somebody that at at the very least, and and, and again, I might not be as high on Jimmy as our guy, William, but I do think that there is a scenario where Jimmy, I think, I'd say this. Jimmy goes to the Commanders, they are a playoff team. And I'm willing to bet money on that. You, you'll see me go to Vegas and put money on that. If he goes to the Commanders, they're a playoff team. How far would they go? I don't know. But they will make the playoffs. All right? So, and I think that's what he can kind of bring to an organization. Is he great? No. But they'll go to the playoffs. And I do think uh, him being in a division where he doesn't got to see Arizona twice a year, doesn't have to see the Rams twice a year, doesn't have to see the Seahawks twice a year, I think that will definitely help him uh, in a sense of maybe how he's viewed uh, around the league. All right, I think we finally got Andre Williams on. All right, All right. this is this Rice TD. This is not Rice TD, right?
5: This is
2: not Rice TD. Can y'all hear me?
0: All right, we we just can't get Rice TD on. I don't know. I I, I told him, you know, come on.
2: Yo, hook up with Rice. hook up with Chris in a Twitter Space, man, and let me know when y'all gonna be in it, cause them Twitter Spaces be wild, and I need to hear this discussion back and forth. My bad, I didn't mean to cut you off, Andre.
0: No, you doing <laughs> Rice
3: TD and about that life, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> no, good morning, gentlemen. Uh I will make it brief. I'm getting my baby ready, but uh. I just want to say shout out to both of y'all man i discovered uh you both midway through the season um and i've uh, been listening to both of y'all ever since appreciate that so man. yeah man you got the dope so uh just alluding to my my comment in the chat croc i like how you say jimmy is not a bad quarterback because he's not but my take is he's a limited quarterback right so 100 that he's limited right so Especially, I'm just going to take one play, right? And that's the last play of the Rams game in the uh, NFC Championship game. They have five or six people floating to the middle of the field on a money down because they knew for certain Jimmy was not going to throw the ball anywhere else. He was not looking to press the ball over the top, nor was he looking to press the ball outside of the numbers. Now, I think that that's what hurts our team and has in the past with Jimmy like he can win when everything is damn near perfect that's how i see it now you might look at it differently but and that's where i think trey lands we will see him be able to unlock certain things in kyle's offense throws outside the numbers throws down the field it's going to force the defense to now be spread a little bit thinner because they have to respect the fact that oh damn this dude might do a 10-yard stop and you know, uh, uh, 10 yard out, you know, 15 yard uh, comeback, uh, uh, post route over my head. Like, now you're gonna thin that defense out a little more, and I think that that's that's gonna help us tremendously. So, uh, I just
2: like to uh, hear your take on that. Go ahead, Jay. Uh, yeah, crack. you go. Uh, I'm just answering something real quick. All right, so yeah,
0: I I mean, I think, I think it's obvious from a talent perspective, uh. The different ways that Trey Lance can attack a defense, you know, and I think what Jimmy does well is risky. I don't know if you heard uh, Chris Sims talk about it, right? Well, Chris, Chris Sims was like, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, man, he was like, it's scary, it's scary, like how he wins, yeah. he wins over the middle. Exactly. I mean, over the middle, over the middle, right now, timing, run after catch, right? And right, I think that's right. a more difficult way to have to consistently be good. I think at times when you see the 49ers' offense get a little stagnant, I think that's why because he is a little limited with how he has to win. Now, Kyle Shanahan knows though. Like at the end of the day, he knows like all right, I know if I can get Jimmy these looks in these type of plays, he can succeed in a way that can result in a win for the 49ers. I think when it comes to Trey Lance, you unlock a lot of like the field, right? Like you get to yes. you get to you get to use every blade of grass, grass. now it's just getting right. him to be able to right. execute and then perform at a more consistent level right. like where with jimmy grapple at least you know and i mean it's it's easy to know what you're getting with a guy when he's been on your team on your roster and your quarterback for four and a half years all right as opposed right. to somebody that right. showed up and you're trying to get him going but he's not your starter and you know all those things but i think eventually uh it will get to the point where Trey Lance is much more comfortable in the offense. He's much more just throwing the ball in general. He's much more comfortable with what he's seeing from defenses. And then you just see a higher level of play. How long would that take? I think that's the biggest question. But I do get what you're saying in the sense of, you know, just being able to expand on what it is that the 49ers do.
2: Right. And I think a lot of people – I think a lot of people's frustrations with Jimmy Garoppolo is high risk, low reward, meaning he's a guy who doesn't really push the ball down the field, but he has a lot of turnover where he throws or scary throws, right? Like in the middle of the field, intermediate, right? It's not like if a guy's taking shots down the field and he get intercepted, you know, Bruce Arians, no risk and no biscuit. That's that style of offense. Right. That that's something that you just you you live with that. Right. But when you're not pushing the ball on the field, when you are t- at times putting the ball in harm's way in the middle of the field, intermediately and, and kind of locked on on people, it, it's it's a little bit more frustrating because at least, you know, Jameis Winston went 30 and 30. Right but he also threw for five right. bends, right? But that's him exactly. pushing the ball down the field and taking shots. I think you could live with mistakes if a guy is taking shots down the field as opposed to it being
0: – You can't know, live but, with 30 interceptions,
2: though. No, you can't live with 30. You know, that's, that's a lot. <laughs> out there. It is, it is. But he, took, <laughs> but he took a lot of those chances down the field. He wasn't throwing, like, in the middle of the field right under, to underneath linebackers all the time. He did do that, too. I mean, he did do that, too. But I think that the way that the quarterback operates is you're putting the ball in harm's way and you're still not even taking chances. It's like, OK, now at what point do we live with the good that you give us and not the great that you could give us if you tried some other things? And I think that's what the the other thing that Trey Lance can unlock.
3: Absolutely, Jason. And I think real quick, I just want to say, too, I think you're alluding to, uh, you know, the style, style of ball. Right. Like some people are OK with just watching that you know, boring football, if you want to say, at the quarterback position from Jimmy that you get to see, whereas with Trey, it might be a little bit more exciting. So uh, I appreciate it, guys.
0: All right. Thanks for coming on.
3: All right, man. Yeah. yeah.
0: Here we go. I got my guy J-Law coming on. J-Law, what's good, fam?
7: Hey, good morning, my guys. Uh, Jason, Rocky. Uh, Great, great episode so far, guys. You had me laughing. You had me going. (laughs) you know there's a whole lot of uh
2: good calls today um that's, i just want to That's, that's t- croc, crocs out of pocket man we gotta stop this man i'm gonna report some of these <laughs> tweets man <laughs>
7: hey Jason, hey, hey, you be out of pocket sometimes too bro no, no man don't don't do that <laughs> i do i do he ain't lying <laughs> uh no but on the real i've been listening to you guys all the time uh croc i know you're kind of getting used to seeing me around but uh on the real, I just want to touch base on what Chris and Papa Dragon were saying because I agree with them both. Um, and and where's that Rice TD guy who's talking all the shit and didn't want to show up to back it up? Uh, come on, dude. Um, uh,
0: you,
7: you can't be talking all that shit and then not come in here to back it up when someone calls you on it. But... Uh, but I I just kind of want to build on the whole Trey Lance thing going back to the Texans game, because I think you and I kind of talked about it uh, last week, Crocky, where we did see that upward climb, uh, that upward trajectory with Trey Lance, and that was a must-win game for the Niners. They don't win that game. They don't go to the playoffs this year. Uh, So I think the people saying that he's not ready, like Chris was saying, they're buying too much into what Joe Montana is saying. Joe Montana is not actually part of this group. Is, is he a football legend? Yes. But he hasn't played football in how many years now? Like, he throws the ball around, sure. But when is the last time he was actually in the Niners locker room doing something with the Niners? Like, I remember seeing him doing stuff with the Chiefs more often than I see him doing stuff with the Niners. So why we listen to a Chiefs fan tell us how our quarterback is? like right. you know i, I don't want to I
0: hold on i don't want to i don't want to go that that route with it all right and, and brandon i got brandon on here he said he wanted to come on so uh come on to the show live but only brandon though because we gotta get out of here soon well i don't want to i don't want to attack uh i don't even want to say attack that's a strong word i want to get at joe montana for just uh, uh you know his opinion on that's something his opinion that that might be a little, how can I put this? I think it's not, not very informed. He's not very right. informed. I'll say that. It's an uninformed,
7: right? it's an uninformed uh, opinion. And people take opinions so seriously nowadays. Like everybody's got an opinion. And if somebody doesn't agree with their opinion, then then they're just wrong. Like, that other person's opinion can't have any value or validity to it. It's just...
2: Well, look, and here's the thing. Joe Montana's opinion should be valued a little bit more than mine. Anybody else's, right? He's played at the pinnacle of the sport. I get that. At the end of the day, it's still an opinion. That's the wait, thing. Wait, wait, that, wait,
0: wait, 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 wait. Why do you think it should be valued any more or less than yours? Th- than mine? In, in the sense of just, like, uh, NFL quarterback. Because although you may not know... The intricacies that go into maybe a quarterback uh being—I don't know, like why he might miss a throw or something like that—you may not know all that. You do know what you're looking like. You've watched football for how many years?
2: Me, a um, L- lot of years. See my age, but yeah, a lot of
0: years. yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So you've watched a lot of football. You've seen a lot of different quarterbacks. You've seen the good. You've seen the bad. You've seen guys that started off good and ended up being bad. You've seen guys that start off bad and ended up being good. You love football. You're dialed in, and you look at all that. So I'm not saying that you know more than Joe Montana. I don't. But I am saying, from a fan's perspective on how the progress of quarterbacks and what it looks like, I think you're you're kind of selling yourself a little short.
2: Uh Kroky's always yeah. trying to prop me up, man. I love you, man. You're, the bro- you're the well. I'm just bro- saying, I'm in just general, saying. like
0: you, yeah. you're, you, you, you know, like right. It, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to see if somebody's good or if somebody's bad. Yeah. Right? Like, you've watched enough football to understand that. Now, you might not be able to teach Trey Lance how to throw a football. You might not be able to say, hey, when you, you know, well, when you see this safety come down, if he starts off here, then he drops back, or you got to go from here to here. You might not be able to now, But you know if somebody is good or bad.
2: I feel better now. Right? Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm going to okay. get at you, no. Joe Montana. I'm going to get at you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs>
7: And, you know, on the real though, uh, uh 100% uh, right there, Jason. I, I listen to you, uh, uh, and, and I take what you guys have to say, you know, very seriously, because like, like Chris was saying and, and Papa Dragon, Crocky, uh, you got a lot of insight into the game. Uh, so hearing your take on things from an actual ex-player's point of view and perspective – gives me a lot of insight that as a couch fan, as somebody who's never played at an NFL level out, you know, I wouldn't understand some of those intricacies. I wouldn't understand that like this, this blown coverage by the cornerback wasn't actually because of the cornerback. It was because the middle linebacker shifted to out to the, to the slant when he was supposed to pick up this guy instead. Like, I wouldn't have known those types of things without listening to yourself and and other people like like Jason. Like so, I think you were showing selling yourself a little short there, Jason, because you guys have a lot of great takes. And having takes from differing opinions is important because it gives you more information. We can't make an educated decision without information. Like otherwise, you're just blowing smoke. Like that. And I think
0: that I think Joe Montana, his his information is coming from. The locker room, in the sense of what he what he's saying, but I don't think he's looking at it from the scope of where the kid is and how does he improve, right? It's just oh, not ready to lead the 49ers to a championship. Exactly. With no other solution as of a, a, except for stick with Jimmy Garoppolo or find somebody else. There is no like oh, okay, well he's not ready right now. Ready for what? Right? Okay, ready? Not ready when? Is he ready to start a game? And I would say, yes, he is ready to start a game. All right, how does he improve from there? Oh, well, he's only started two games in the last couple of years. He only has 19 starts since high school. Maybe he just needs to play more. And then he can eventually be the guy that, you know, but it's not like just like, oh, he just – you just plug and play, even though it was in the Texans game. And in in like our other guy said, if it weren't for that Texans win by Trey Lance, who is not ready, 49ers would have never made the playoffs. So – all right, appreciate you coming on, J Law. I'm gonna get to the last caller, bro. Appreciate
7: you, bro. Right, appreciate you guys, you have a good one, all right? I'll be catching you later on the phone show. There, Crocky.
0: Uh, all right, I'll be on in about 50 minutes. All right, here we go. I got my guy Brandon Peters. So we're gonna lead. We're gonna end with him, and I know you had it. You had kind of an interesting take. So uh, the floor is yours.
8: Yeah. Uh, first of all, I, I we're all 49er fans, which is the best fans that there is, right? I think we all can agree with that. Um, I love your guys' content. Um, but I think this situation is a little bit more complex than than people think. Um, first of all, Jimmy, he's he's so divisive in a way of, you know, his decision making at times. He has a really great winning record win percentage, I should say. Uh, but he does do some bonehead things that drive us all crazy. But luckily, most of the time, it doesn't cost the 49ers uh, in winning or losing the game. But he's such a good leader in the locker room. And I think he's he's really well-liked by the fans at Levi's. Every time I go to a game there, people love him. On the road, people love him. And we know where the 49ers were at when he came on the scene in 2017. Now, Trey Lance is, is here. He's kind of sitting behind him. And th- this goes more into, this is more of a financial thing than I think than it is of now we need to let Trey go in or let him wait one more season. If we if the 49ers have Garoppolo on the payroll this year, they are strapped with cash in the worst way. I think we're already over the salary cap as it is right now. I think it's like seven million dollars. Um just had to pay D Ford, I think it was 4.5 million dollars for um guaranteed yesterday. Yep. But when you're when you are able to make that trade, that frees up so much more money to be able to re-sign some of our free agents to allow Trey Lance the success that he can have. You know, you look at Justin Fields, you look at uh, Zach Wilson, Trevor Lawrence, they're not in good situations. That's why those teams were drafted so high. Um, So this is Trey's time. I've always been a Jimmy guy. I I love that guy. I love how his release is one of the most quickest that I've ever seen. Um, He's accurate underneath, but Trey is going to blow the top off of defenses. Um, the things that he can do athletically and the yards that he just um, racks up by being able to extend plays are things that we've been craving as fans since 2017, when Jimmy came here, he did that in those first five games, but since the ACL, I don't think we've really seen that as much. And that kind of drives us all crazy uh, to a point where like, Hey, well, we wanted to see more and we just hit that wall and all of us want to see more and know the potential, what the offense can be with Trey. Um, So I just think, it's complex financially. I think it's complex with the leadership that Jimmy brings. And then it, it's just his time. It's always tough to rip the Band-Aid off sometimes and make a big change. I remember Brian Billick saying at one point, there's nothing more drastic for a football team than a change of the quarterback position. And I think mm-hmm. we're all feeling that as fans, too. Yeah,
2: You know, that's...
0: That I think Brian just Billick went con- through that. What, what, what Wasn't he the co- co- coach when it yeah. was like Banks and Dilfer yeah. and... Yeah. Uh what was the other one? Uh bo uh caboler. The quarterback that has a strong arm. Kyle
2: Kabola. Kyle, Bowler.
0: Kyle Bowler. Bowler. Yeah, there we go. Yep. Yeah. Yes.
2: Yeah, you know, um i think a lot of people discount the human element of this too as well right like for all those reasons that you stated you know um a lot of these guys in this locker room the only sort of success that they've ever seen is with jimmy garoppolo and i'm I'm not just talking about the guys that just joined in 2019 2019 i'm talking about the guys that have been here for multiple regimes like jimmy ward was with harbaugh and all through all of those other things and his only taste of success was with Jimmy Garoppolo. So it's hard to, I think a lot of people, when you talk about, you think that it's just X's and O's, there's a human element to this. And I think that's yeah. the part that people lose. And and look, Jimmy Garoppolo strikes me as the type of guy that I'd like to have a beer with, that seems like the guy you'd like to hang around with and and can, you know, he, he just, he looks the part, all of those things. So I think a lot of that is discounted as well too. So I think you bring up a very good point about how the locker room would take it and how things are are viewed in that locker room and why these guys are so hard behind him. Like Debo Samuel went on a press tour the, for the Super Bowl, literally saying this man's praises. And, you know, for a lot of people to say, well, don't you think Debo wants Trey to play? I don't necessarily know if that's true. Um, I mean, just my opinion. I don't necessarily know if that's true because of what he was able to accomplish with Jimmy Garoppolo and how that offense operates in that way. And, you know, they, they always talk about that's my guy, that's my guy. So there's a human element to it that is not always taken into account when we start to evaluate this quarterback situation because we think it's all just, hey, the best guy should play the talent and, and all that stuff, or just play the kid. It's not as it's not always as easy as that.
8: Yeah, no, I I completely agree with you. I think, you know, they've they've seen him win. They've seen him go through the struggles with the ACL with the high ankle sprain, even in 2020. I think that was the point where a lot of fans were like, okay, this is number two where he's missing a big bulk of games. I think we could all agree that in ACL that, that can happen at any time, right? And then it was that second one that was really, wait, we were supposed to run it back this year. We were supposed to run it back in 2020. Now everybody's injured. And that was like kind of the breaking point. But yeah, the the human element of it, it would be a lot easier of this decision for everybody if he was a crappy dude, but he's not like we hear about what a great guy he is to the fans. He's going to children's hospitals. He's a great leader on the field. And then you have this young buck come in and he's, Got a bigger, a higher athletic ceiling than what Jimmy has, and it, it, it's a tough situation to be in. Right,
2: I think K-Dot's right about that though too. uh Brandon Ayuk don't feel yeah, like
0: so. What Brandon Ayuk saying? I, I I saw something about I just want to catch the ball deep. I, I don't, but I don't know. No, so here, look, he
2: he he had a problem with phrasing. I'm a, I'm gonna say it exactly how he phrases it. and I'm gonna make sure I preface it or or finish it with pause. But he just said deep ball, me please pause. Like that's it. That's all he was talking about. Like that's it. <laughs> yeah, that's, what, that, that's literally what he said. He caught
8: it. He caught a couple of those in 2020 without Jimmy too. I think Mullins yep. might have hit, hit him Nick hit him mm-hmm. on one. So mm-hmm. uh, he didn't. He doesn't get that with Jimmy. The first one that we ever saw was in the Cowboys game. I think Croc, you said it, you're like, that's the first deep ball I've seen from Jimmy like all season long, like with the press coverage and top and everything. So, and even in the well,
0: no, it was game. no, it was the, the uh, NFC title game. The Rams. It was the, the NFC Championship oh, game where, where the, he just straight, right. he threw a straight yeah. go route, and I'm like, how many times have we seen? 49er quarterback just say, "Oh, go route." Now, we did yeah. see Trey Lance do it in the Texans game in the end zone, but yeah. it's very rare we've seen a guy just, "Oh, I'm just on the outside, I'm just gonna run a go route," and the quarterback gives me an opportunity. You, you haven't really seen that in the 49ers offense, so it was kind of, it was pretty cool to, to to, to see that. But I, I'm gonna get you out of here, Brandon. We'll be cool. on. Tomorrow. Yeah. I uh, don't know if I'm gonna be on tomorrow. I'll be traveling to California. We'll see what time I got to travel. I gotta set up my flight today. No so. worries, take it easy, guys. Uh, maybe Love if I'm stuff. on tomorrow, I'll get you back on.
8: Sounds good, man. Appreciate you, bro. No problem. You too.
0: All right, here we go. Got a got a a few uh, super chats. <laughs> Told you that Rice dude <laughs> wasn't <it> ready. <laughs> Trey ready, Chris. It's
2: eight eighteen. <laughs> it's eight eighteen in <and> Cali. <laughs> oh um, man, Chris,
0: I'll go. Here we go. Croc as a def- as a defensive back. Would you rather defend against Jimmy G or Trey Lance? Uh Jimmy G, because I know the ball is going to come out when it's supposed to come out. Trey Lance, is kind of more difficult for some of these guys that make off-script plays. You sometimes have to cover longer, and that's just harder on the defensive back. Uh, Here we go. Papa Dragon was crazy yesterday. (laughs) All right. Uh, Here we go. Trey picked number three in the loaded QB class. Jimmy picked number 62 in 2014 in a bad class. Yeah. I think uh, Derek Carr would disagree with you there. Derek Carr would be like, hey, man, what about me? And Derek Carr still, you know, starting yeah, he about NFL to get the bag,
2: right? 40, 40 M's they talking about for him, right? Is that yeah, that's
0: big time money. That's big time money. Uh, How many times Debo take a five yard throw to the house? He had to do a lot, but you know what? It sounds like he doesn't care. And I've talked about this a little bit and we'll get out of here, but Debo Samuel, all he knows is Jimmy Garoppolo. So if he's, if, if he is against, quote-unquote, against – because, again, once Trey's a guy, he's going to support Trey Lance. I can promise you that. But all Debo knows is Trey Lance. I mean, excuse me, Jimmy Garoppolo. Since he's come in, he was with Jimmy Garoppolo 2019. They went to the Super Bowl. He had a solid rookie year. He went to the Super Bowl. When Debo was hurt last year, Jimmy G was hurt as well. All right? When Debo was healthy this year and Jimmy played this year, they went to an NFC championship game. So when you look at it from Debo's perspective, he knows, like, when this motherfucker, Jimmy plays, we win games. I do will. And that's all he cares about. So this young guy that's gonna take his lumps and stuff like that. I don't got to take lumps. He don't got, I don't gotta. There ain't no drop off when I got Jimmy in. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that's what Debo knows. I think that's something you just gotta respect it. But we'll see. Uh, we'll see if he changes the tune once he starts, you know, catching some more passes downfield and things like that. I think all that's going to come. So, um, appreciate everybody in the chat. Shout out to my guy, Jason Apati stuck with me throughout this entire show, this entire time. Uh, as we mentioned earlier, I will be live in 40 minutes with Grant Cohn over on his channel to so make sure, you know what I'm saying, y'all y'all tune into that. that. Uh, I'm hoping I can get on tomorrow. We'll see. I got to see what time I'm flying out to California. My son got a track meet. Uh Saturday in Sacramento. I'm excited to watch my little man run. Nice. But that's going to do it for this episode, man. Make sure y'all hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. Underdog Fantasy. Oh, this fool is in the way, so I can't. I'm trying to point to it, but Underdog Fantasy. Got some good stuff coming up on Underdog Fantasy. About to put it together. I'm going to tie that into some of these shows. If you guys like, you know, player props, uh betting, wagering, on football, basketball, over-unders, all that good stuff, download Underdog Fantasy. Use promo code Crocky. You won't regret it, but that's going to do it for this episode. I'll be in Vegas. I see my, my guy, K-Dot. Here we go, K-Dot, man. And hey, you got to hit me, dog. I'll be in Vegas. I'll be in Vegas Saturday. I'm flying to Vegas after my son's track meet. I'll be in Vegas Saturday and Sunday. So, bro, you, you know what I'm saying? trying to link up, Red, Just hit me. You know, it's good. Hit me on social media, whatever. Oh, I hit, the, I hit the wrong. Oh, here we go. It's this one. If you're out there, man, hit me. You know what I'm saying? Link up. Whatever, man. It's all good. But that's going to do it for this episode. Shout out to everybody that tuned in. Hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button. All that good stuff. If you was on Twitter, leave Twitter. Head over to YouTube. Hit the like, subscribe. Shout out to my guy, Justin Aponte. Tell everybody where they can find you.
2: Uh, yeah, on Twitter at Jason Aponte two uh, one zero three. Eric Crocker's favorite burner on on um, NFL Twitter <laughs> yeah. and uh, Jason Aponte on YouTube. Um, yeah, I think I'm on with Grant tonight too as well. So uh, yeah, uh, I'll see you on there. I'll see you guys on there a little bit later on today. But uh, yeah, shout out to everybody, man. Appreciate you as always, Croc.
0: All right, man. We out, man. Y'all, peace. Uh-huh. Intercepted. It is picked off by Eric Crocker
1: over midfield. He'll run it all the way in into.
0: Crop Talk TV Podcast Cheers. Cheers.